From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. Hey, what's going on? It is the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down all that 5A, 4A flavor in that Boise metro area each and every week. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, what's going on today? You know, it's supposed to be spring, and I guess it is spring because all of a sudden we've gone, get this, you know, the wind's blowing at about 14 miles an hour, and it's like 48 degrees, so it feels like it's 39 degrees out there. Yet later this week, it's supposed to touch 80 degrees on Friday before jumping back down into the 60s on Saturday. So, you know what? This is what spring is all about. This is why poor softball players and baseball players, you know, track and field guys and gals uh, are sitting there going, I don't know what to wear today. (laughs) what do i do (laughs) yeah and again i I say all the time the weather seems to be at least a little more predictable over in boise than in other parts of the state but it's it can still be unpredictable right yeah for us for us what i just mentioned is unpredictable so you know but we'll go with it hey we got nothing we can do about it so we got to go with the flow yeah definitely well uh a couple of big topics there are big things we were keeping our eyes on this past week Wayne. we talked about it on last week's show but a huge early season track and field duel between uh two of the premier track and field programs in class 5a rocky mountain and boise those two tussled last friday night and we had some eye-opening performances from both teams across the board yeah, it really did. And what's cool about it, you know, the uh, the Boise girls won. We expected that. The Rocky Mountain boys won. We expected that. So that's kind of how it went down. But, you know, early in the season, we get to see some of the outstanding stars that are going to be there. You know, you mentioned Liam Murray out of uh, Boise High. What a job. You know, he did 48.42 in the uh, 400 meter. That is absolutely flying down the track so you know stuff like that we get to see and 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 it's early in the season yet these guys really don't have their legs they don't have that warm weather yet where they can really get moving so that was pretty impressive yeah i mean anytime you can run a sub 50 uh 400 i mean that's pretty impressive and the fact that he did it on on the first day of april (laughs) i mean holy smokes that'll be a tough uh number to match as the season goes along, but uh, Murray is certainly capable of that. You know, Mason Lawyer is also a great sprinter uh, for the Boise boys uh, in the 100-meter dash. You know, he's among the 5A leaders there in what's a a crowded field in the 100. Um, So, you know, Boise boys, even though they didn't win the duel with Rocky Mountain, they, they still have a couple of athletes that they can hang their hat on. Oh, they, and Lawyer, you mentioned it. He's got the top time right now in that 100 meter, uh, 200 meter rather, at 21.98. So, I mean, that that again is flying as well. The other thing I think that was kind of impressive that came out of there is that the Rocky Mountain Boys 800 meter runners, they had three place in under two minutes. I mean, that's a lot of guys who are going to be uh, point getters. Tyler Sainsbury, 157.02 was his time, very close to the top time in the state, which is held by a Highland athlete, I do believe, right now early on. But then Zach Pollock, 158.88. Just in 159 there was uh, Trent Wygott. So those three for Rocky Mountain, all under two minutes, same team, 800 meters. And like I said, when you start totaling up points at a particular event, that's going to get you some pointage right there. Yeah, Jacob Van Orden of Highland is the leader right now, but it's only 156.29. So those three Rocky runners are, uh, you know, 
a second off of that time. That's going to be another fascinating event to watch as the season progresses. And then the last, you know, standout performance on, on the boys side, I would say, you know, the boys, uh, the Boise four by 400 meter relay team set right. a new best time in the state, three twenty six sixty six. Uh Porter Caulfield, Mason lawyer, Liam Murray and Tucker Briggs, the, the four gentlemen that run that relay. And how about this pole vault performance from Seth Nelson, the junior, he clears 15 feet, four inches. That's the new state mark. Uh, state best mark in Idaho. And and he, he's got fierce competition because we talked about in our season preview of track, you know, Landon Helms from yeah. Emmett is a, is a nationally acclaimed pole vaulter going to Texas A&M on a scholarship. Well, yeah, those two are going to, it's going to be fun, you know, different, uh, you know, classifications, obviously, but it's going to be fun to see when you start talking about state records, is it going to fall this year? All classifications, pole vault's going to be a fun one to watch. You know, it's not one that always gets uh, a lot of attention. So this year, it looks like those two guys are saying, hey, watch us. We've got something to show you. Over where I'm at, Wayne, uh, I live in, for the the viewers that don't know, I live in Pocatello. And uh, over here, a pole vault is like the premier track event because of Stacy Dragila, who was a great pole vaulter for Idaho State University in the 80s. And I think she has a pole vaulting academy uh, over in the Boise area somewhere now. She kind of tutors uh, young aspiring pole vaulters. So yeah, right, she she you know she got people really interested. She did a great job, Stacy did, of getting everybody to think about pole vaulting and what it was all about. What a great athlete she is. Now she's giving back to the community, and so I think that's great. One thing I want to mention, I I don't know if this all happened at the uh, Rocky Mountain meet last week, but Sophia Clark, I want to give her a shout out from Boise High. She is great right now. She has the top 100 meter time in the state. This is early on, okay. She's got the third best 200 meter time and the fourth best 400 meter time. So. Watch out for Sophia Clark. Uh, she's she's got the speed thing going down pretty good right now. Yeah. So so we talk about Boise, and right away we think of all these great distance runners, right? The Smith yeah. sisters and Allie Bruce. And yeah. if if they've got a sprinter, they can lean on as well. That's gonna just make them even more lethal come state track time. So um, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on on Miss Clark. And uh, speaking of uh, those distance runners, you know Logan Smith. Uh, debuted at this Boise Rocky dual meet last Friday. Now, I I thought that Logan Smith was only going to be focusing on kind of club soccer because she's in her senior year. She is going to Stanford next fall to play soccer for the Cardinal in the Pac-12. And uh, my impression was that, okay, she's going to forego track, do the soccer thing. But here she is running, and right away, best time in the state in the 800, two minutes, 12.32 seconds. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, well, when you got, you know, the coaches are going, come on, Logan, you got to run, you got to run, you know, forget that soccer stuff, you got to run. Or you can do soccer and you can run, it's only 800 meters. How long can it take you? And so, you know, she's, well, not very long. And she proved it by getting that good time and getting it done. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of Logan Smith and Allie Bruce and Sophia Clark, um, they, along with CUNY Hirai, have the best four by four relay oh, time as well set at that dual meet friday uh just over four minutes four minutes and 77 one hundredths of a second so yeah. uh boise girls you know if they if they don't win the 5a state track title on the girls side um it, it'll be considered i think a huge upset yeah i agree 100 that's why it was so cool last friday to talk about the fact that they had rocky and you know and boise going at it with just a dual mate where they can just concentrate on each other and competing athlete against athlete and it was a great meet both sides and some great records. And we got really 
a good preview of who to watch as we move into, you know, the rest of April and on into May and the state championships. Definitely. So in, in one non-Boise, non-Rocky Mountain track note, uh, I did want to give a shout out uh, to the Meridian High School track and field team. Uh, they they were competing at a, uh, I believe it was a quad last week. They had kind of a quad quadrangular meet. Or no, it was a dual meet. Okay, so Meridian and Centennial had a okay. dual meet the same night that Boise and Rocky Mountain did. And Eli Lawrence, a senior for uh, Meridian, triple jumped a distance of 49 feet, six inches. Wow. Now, not only is that the best mark in Idaho, that is the fourth best jump in the nation currently. So Eli Lawrence from Meridian, bravo. What a job. Now, I hadn't heard that. I have to admit, yeah. you know, full disclosure, I hadn't heard that. So that's pretty impressive stuff. You know, the triple jump is one of those jumps and one of those events that intrigues me because I am not coordinated enough to do the triple jump. I have tried to do that and I skip when I should hop and I hop when I should skip and I run when I should walk. I have no idea how to, they do it, but a great athletic event. And it is so precise. Your your movements have to be so precise in the yeah. triple jump. If you If you are off on your approach by an inch it completely throws you off and you got to throw it out the window so they are they're fantastic to watch and fun to watch really is definitely so so that's kind of what's going on in the track and field scene and we'll we'll talk more about some of these great performances as as the spring continues to develop because some of these times and marks will get bettered by other teams and things like that so but that's where we wanted to start was track and field because there was a lot of eye-opening performances last week and now we'll we'll move into baseball because there was also uh you know rocky rocky mountains track team had a big showdown with boise Mm -hmm. but rocky mountains baseball team also had a busy week last week and that the game everybody had their eye on what was a game actually wayne we record on tuesday afternoons and this was a game last tuesday evening as they played timberline these were the top two baseball teams last year timberline and rocky mountain and rocky you know, came away with a 6 nothing shutout victory. I think that really opened some eyes. Yeah, it was one of three wins that uh, Rocky had. Uh, they beat Meridian 15-3, to then they beat Skyview 7-6. to So, you know, on the March 30th uh, baseball poll, Timberline is number one. They're 7-2 and two right now. But, hey, Rocky Mountain now 11-1 and one now. You know, so this all happened after the vote came on March 30th. And so Rocky Mountain with those big wins, obviously they're going to flip-flop there. But Timberline was number one in the poll. Rocky Mountain was number two. But Rocky Mountain had its way with the number one team for sure. And Rocky's only loss this year was to Coeur d'Alene at, at a tournament a couple weeks ago, 7-5. to five. And besides that blemish, they are undefeated. Guess who else is undefeated in, in the SIC for 5A baseball? Mountain View, Rocky Mountain's biggest rival. Now they're seven and two overall, but they just like Rocky are four and zero in the league standings. And okay, these two are headed for a collision course. Well, when do they play? Here's the thing, Wayne. They already did. They played in the season opener way back on March 11th, and Rocky Mountain won that game three to two. It was a tight one. Now that game didn't count in the conference standings because there's so many teams. Only sure. one one trip through counts in your conference standings. So they will get the rematch on friday april 15th so that is next friday at mountain view that will be a must-watch game as well that's gonna be fun and as we talked like i said the last time they voted for the uh, boys baseball poll it was uh, mountain view and highland tied for fourth place so there's tied for fourth right now as you mentioned mountain view undefeated in league but seven and two overall with that one loss to rocky mountain so rocky mountains for real at 11 and one and they're going to be a team to contend with and i 
I predict that the next time that they get together and make the, you know, decide who's going to be number one, Rocky's going to pop up there. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that that uh, that was just a case of the poll uh, being yep. tabulated before those Tuesday night results. Yeah, not keeping up. With what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. And 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 what about Timberline? You know, they they won the league last year. They they are the favorite coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But here they are. They've stumbled against Rocky Mountain, and then and then they ended up losing their next game after that as well to Skyview, eight to five. So they dropped two in a row last week. Skyview is a team I told you about in our in our kind of season preview, Wayne, that they were a young team last year, had a lot of yeah. freshmen and sophomores, and, and Skyview is looking good. They're eight and three overall, three and one in the conference. And meanwhile, here's Timberline, seven and two overall, but the two losses are in league play. So they're right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, and that's what we expected. You know, they're going to fight it out tooth and nail. That's what's fun about it. But I, I know Timberline, they got a great baseball history. And uh, I'll tell you what, the Wolves will be coming on strong. They'll get their pack together. And I guarantee you, come district time, they're going to be a team to contend with. And, and you know, they're going to remember that loss to Rocky Mountain. They're going to remember that spanking, 6 nothing. And so it's going to be interesting. But, of course, Rocky Mountain's got something going, and uh, they're looking for a great year. Definitely. Uh, 4A baseball, not much has changed. Bishop Kelly still the lead dog, 11-0 overall, 4-0 in the conference. But Ridgeview is kind of quietly making a little noise here. The Warhawks of uh, Ridgeview High are 7-2 overall, 3-1 in the conference, and they will play Bishop Kelly Thursday night at Ridgeview. And I guess we'll find out real quick, uh, you know, how legit these Warhawks are. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a fun game, and that's what's cool. It's going to be an early season game, but it's going to mean a lot. I guarantee you, Ridgeview is going to be ready for it. And right now, when you go to the polls, again, on the March 4th or the March 30th, rather, uh, you got BK number one, Middleton number two, Columbia number three. So you got three teams from the 4A SIC right there. Then Pocatello and Twin Falls rounded out. But, you know, Middleton at 11-2, and two, pretty hot right now. They're, they're doing well. But, yeah, BK is the team to beat, and that's what Ridgeview is going to try to do Thursday night. Yeah, and maybe most impressive about BK's start is is they have they have wins over Middleton and Columbia, the two teams that were expected to be their their closest competition. They beat Middleton ten nothing, and they they eked out a tight one against Columbia. That was the the four A championship matchup last year at State. Yeah. It was BK versus Columbia, and they only won that game five to three. So the rematch between the Cats and the Knights could be uh, fun to watch as well. That'll be uh, in a couple of weeks still. But mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Hopefully it'll warm up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, let, let's, let's move to softball now. And how about a You know, we talk about, you know, it's always interesting with a Wyhe Wayne, because no matter what they do this year, it's, it's going to be an historic event because it's a first year school. So no matter what they do in every sport, Hey, we're making history here. And, and, you know, the storm made history with their first win as a softball program. And then they, you know, they started winning more than just, you know, the first game. They're, they're nine and three overall, three and one in the, in the conference. What a start for this young Hawaii team. Well, there's a lot of pride at that school. Uh, the officials did a good job there. We saw it in basketball. They won the state championship there uh, in, in boys basketball. They, they've really brought a lot of pride to Hawaii Storm. And the student body section has done a great job this year. So, you know what? It, it doesn't surprise me. They've got some good athletes, and for them to come out strong, be nine and three, but they're going to get tested Wednesday night against a Skyview team that's undefeated, ten and zero. Wednesday night, five o'clock, uh, it's Skyview hosting Hawaii in softball, so that'll be fun right there to see what happens. 
Yeah, Skyview, the defending champs, of course. Uh, 10-0 start to the year, 4-0 in the conference. But again, as a reminder, at State last year, Rocky Mountain was in the position Skyview is now, the big bad team that kind of breezed through the conference. Skyview was the fifth-place team that had to win the playing game just to get to State, and then yeah. they got to State and won the whole enchilada. So, the, you know, Skyview is the favorite, but it's not to say that somebody couldn't emerge right now Skyview's four and zero, Hawaii Timberline, and how about Cuna? They're all oh, three yeah. and one in the in in the league. So you know maybe Cuna's a team that's a dark horse, and of course Capital is still a team that a lot of coaches uh, have respect for as well. They're nine and three overall, two and two in the league. Yeah, you mentioned Cuna, the three and one in the league, six and three overall. So yeah, they're off to a great start in softball there. So the cave been doing a good job. You know, looking forward to see what they can do uh, the rest of the season. See if they can keep it stoked. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, okay, 4A softball, hey, pretty similar uh, to the boys, where the story is Bishop Kelly looks like the top team, uh, not just in their conference, but in the state. I mean, Bishop Kelly is such a good softball program. Missy Nichols uh, does a tremendous job coaching that uh, that team. Now, you'll look at their overall record and go, boy, they're 8-4. and four. Right. You know, what, what's up with that? Well, they lost to Mountain View, a 5A school. They lost to Skyview, the best 5A team, by one right. run. 13 to 12 and then they went to and this kind of went under the radar as well but back in march during spring break while all the teams over in boise were having their spring break tournaments Mm -hmm. bk said let's hit the road you know it's not spring break unless you go to florida and they went down they went down to orlando florida and competed at this big national tournament where they went two and three uh three and two they got wins over indian hills from new jersey green bay preble from green bay wisconsin and Sun Prairie High School from Wisconsin. And then they had a pair of one-run losses to Chippewa Falls High from Wisconsin and Geneseo High from Illinois. So three and two against, you know, national competition. And that's only going to make them stronger. Absolutely. And, of course, it's not ironic that Wisconsin, three teams from Wisconsin, you got New Jersey teams and Illinois teams and Idaho teams all heading to Orlando, huh? (laughs) That's planning. That is putting a schedule together. Like like I said, it's not really spring break until you go down to Florida. So um, give it a try. Yeah, and and BK looks just head and shoulders above everybody else. You know, Emmett is uh, off to a nice start, three and one. But BK just beat Emmett fifteen to nothing. Mm-hmm. And Valley View is another team that's kind of you know inserted themselves into the conversation. They're three and one in the conference standings as well. And BK will play Valley View tonight, Wayne. As we are recording this, uh, they will meet. Tuesday, April 5th. And so we'll, we'll see if Valley View, kind of like we talked about on the baseball side or, or on the softball side with Hawaii, we'll, we'll figure out how good Hawaii is right away. Well, we'll figure out how good Valley View is when they take on BK. Absolutely. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. And, of course, haven't mentioned the softball polls too much, but in the 5A, as of March 30th, it was Skyview, Capital, Timberline, Hawaii, and Coeur d'Alene, one through five. And on the 4A side, BK, Emmett, Mountain Home, Jerome, and Valley View. So – there you go. So you, you, it'll be interesting to see. And we're still shaking things out, Brandon. It's still early in the season and just trying to get a feel for who's who and what's what. You know, but we the one thing we do know is that BK is pretty darn good, whether it's in boys baseball or softball. I guess only the boys play baseball. So it's just that's kind of a redundant thing, isn't it? Just baseball. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, before we get out of here, Wayne, let's, let's talk about, you know, there's been a lot of chatter lately around uh, basketball, you know, all state teams coming out and things like that. But, you know, we want to also remind everybody that there were some great athletes that, uh, you know, with an all state team, there's only X amount of spots that can be given out. And a lot of players then don't get the recognition they deserve. Well, every con, well, just about every conference in, in the state of Idaho also has an all conference team. And we have been, collecting those i've been putting them together and putting them on our site idahosports.com so we've got uh, the boys basketball all conference teams from just about every league in the state 5a all the way down to 1a d2 and same thing with the girls basketball all conference teams and so uh the 5a all conference teams stood out to you in particular wayne what, what did you notice from that all conference basketball team well what's interesting of course now these are voted on by the coaches okay not by newspaper guys not by media guys but by the coaches themselves who are, are there and for 5A SIC, Donovan Jones out of Eagle, he was named the uh, player of the year. Six foot four kid, great kid. Reedy is an athlete, tight end on the football team, gets the job done. Uh, the defensive player of the year, Jack Payne, no question about it. I agree with all of that. I think there was a little bit of controversy on the coach of the year. Cody Pickett of Eagle was named coach of the year. A lot of people kind of gravitated towards uh, Andy Harrington, who first year at Hawaii. You know, took Hawaii all the way, did something no other boys basketball team has ever done. In the first year of existence, they won a state championship at 5A level. And so some thought there. But you know what? Other than that, you know, Cody Pickett did a great job this year with the Eagle Mustangs. They had a super season. And then the first team, no problem. I, uh, Liam Campbell of Hawaii, Jack Payne of Hawaii, Nate Ajuku from Mountain View, Tyler Ship of Centennial, and Wes Johnson from Centennial. Uh, so I agree with all of that. I think it was pretty, pretty strong uh, first team that the coaches, they got it right. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about the coach of the year and, you know, the selection that was made. You know, I think a lot of times the coach of the year goes one of two ways. It's either the coach of the best team, right? That would be Andy Harrington. Or it's, hey, let's look at what coach, you know, took took the most, got the most out of what he had. And I think that's where Cody Pickett would fall in into that second category. Because when you look at the 4A all-conference SIC team for boys basketball. Kind of a same deal. Coach of the year was Rick Tiggis from Caldwell. Yeah, uh, Cal- Caldwell was the bottom half of the league team, but he he took a, a program that had been really down in the dumps and did a tremendous job with them this year. And even they, they got that first-round upset win over Nampa at districts. And so they were one of four teams to win in the opening round of districts. So that made sense to me. Tyler Medeiros of Middleton was the player of the year. No surprise there. Uh, yeah. And then the, the the first team, Blake Hawthorne and Tommy Hunter from Bishop Kelly, Jack Keller from Columbia. He's only a junior. Keep an eye on him mm-hmm. next year as a sharpshooter. And then uh, Talmadge Stuckey of Middleton and Jacob Martinez of Valley View. Uh, that was the first team all-conference team for the 4A SIC boys. Um, and then on the girls' side, you know, let's, let's quickly go over those uh, all-conference teams as well. The, the 5A SIC all-conference team, Coach of the year was Jeremy Monroe from Eagle. Player of the year, Sophie Glancy from Timberline. No surprise. That was a no-brainer right there. Right. Defensive player of the year was Avery Howell, the great sophomore from Boise. And then joining Howell on the first team all-conference team were uh, Jaden McNeil and Sidney Rodriguez of Bora, Annie Steiner of Centennial, and Audrey Taylor of Timberline. You know, I did that All-State All-Star game. Uh, up in Coeur d'Alene a couple of weeks ago, and I got to see a lot of these players up close and personal. Glancy, McNeil, Steiner, Audrey Taylor, and boy, 
What a treat that was for you to watch 5A SIC girls basketball night in, night out this year, Wayne. A lot of good talent. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, IdahoSports.com, we did a lot more girls basketball this year than we've ever done, 5A style. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We had some great contests. I mean, I, we did three Boise and Timberline games, uh, you know, during the season. We went right down the line, you know. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to do those. I had a lot of fun covering them. And I agree with 100% what they came up with as far as the uh, coach of the year and players and all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, it was it was a good year. A lot of good players coming through Idaho right now. No doubt. And and quickly, just to wrap it up, the 4A SIC girls all conference team. Trent Harrison of Middleton was named coach of the year. Now he Absolutely. he stepped away from he stepped away from the team in in mid January and didn't even finish finish out the season. I think that speaks volumes of what his fellow coaches thought of, of the job he did he, that even though he wasn't there for, yeah. you know, a good half of the season still was named coach of the year. Miley Mills of Columbia was named the player of the year, a junior. She's, she, she's the reigning uh, conference MVP and she'll be back as a senior. And then the first team, all conference team, Addie Heiler of Bishop Kelly, Cameron Alder of Emmett, Cassidy Freed and, and Peyton Hymas of Middleton and Alondra Osuna of Valley View. So on that, you know, of the top six players, you know, three are juniors, Mills and Hyler for BK and Osuna for Valley View. So there's going to be a lot of star power coming back next year in the 4A SIC as well. There is. And of course, on the other side of the coin, you got Freed and uh, Hymas. They're going to be leaving for Middleton. That's going to leave a big hole there for Middleton because those two players, I watched them play all throughout their career. I did a lot more. Didn't do anything this year, but last the last couple of years, I did some 4A uh, girls basketball games and Freed and Hymas were something else. Hymas was like, she's the energizer bunny. She keeps going and going and going. And if she can find a crease anywhere in that opening, she'll go for it. So they're good players. And uh, I know Middleton hates to see him go. But, hey, that's what it's all about, you know, is graduating, getting out of high school, moving on to the next level. So, Yep, for sure. Yeah. So, and again, we've got all of those all-conference boys and girls teams, second team honorable mention. You can see all of that on our website idahosports.com it is on the home page all right we'll duck out of here for now wayne uh what do you got going on this week anything exciting or just gonna relax take it easy i'm just gonna probably relax i got through watching all this basketball you know and and it, just, it was like one night after the other after the other after the other so i'm just gonna take it easy and just chill out with some american idol i couldn't watch it last night because they had the men's game on so i had to watch you know north carolina and kansas and kansas wins it so I'm just going to chill out, watch some basketball, and then, oh, I do know what I got going. I'll tell you what I got going. Believe it or not, the Speedway begins on Saturday night, Meridian Speedway. I, I do things on uh, uh, flowracing.com and uh, at the Speedway itself. So we'll be getting ready for that, Brenda, Artie, and myself. And I uh, can't believe that is beginning on Saturday. In fact, I told my wife, remind me, because I will forget that I have to work Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. And that goes, does that go all the way through the summer too? It goes all the way through into October. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I got to mix things up with our schedule for football. Fortunately, racing is Saturday night. Most high school football is on Friday night. But then I got to mix in some Boise State stuff that I do their pregame. And of course, Boise State schedule is like a mixed bag. You never know what the deal is, you know, when they're going to play. And sometimes you don't know until two weeks ahead of time. So we just play that one by ear. But yeah, so I do have something to do this weekend. Come to think awesome. of it. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to remind you of all that Give stuff. Give me a call Friday and let me know. Hey, Wayne, you got to work Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, okay. That sounds like a plan. Well, until then, we'll continue to keep our eye on the 5A4ASIC, and we'll be back to uh, talk about some more big headlines from the spring sports season next week 
on the SIC PrepCast on Idaho Sports.